and welcome back to my cosy corner of the internet. I'm Maya Star, and today we have another unscripted video. In this unscripted video, I'm going to be answering some of your energy healing questions, including ways you can use energy healing to process grief. And while dealing with difficult emotions, I'll be talking about the Light Sanctuary activation which is on special offer, telling you about the latest Maya Star updates and talking about my latest channeled meditation, Return to Lemuria. As usual, I come armed with notes but without a script, so we'll be meandering around these topics and pursuing the scenic route to enlightenment. If this sounds interesting to you, stick around and while away the next half an hour or so with me as we explore these things together. If you enjoy this kind of content please consider subscribing and share this page with your friends. Through my YouTube channel and podcast I release content that's designed to inspire you and provide you with added context to support your spiritual journey. Check out my social media to find daily posts with quotes and daily readings featuring law of attraction affirmations that you can use each day to keep you in alignment with those positive energies. If you are interested in working with me on any of the courses that I teach, any of the magical workings that I provide, or any of the temple services that are now available including the temple blessing, energy healing transmissions, and spiritual mentoring services, please check out my website at myastar.net and I look forward to working with you soon. And at the time of recording this video, I've just finished the new energy update that will be going out in a couple of days time. And because it's a changeover at the end of the month, so I'm starting the reading for the days in November and then it will turn into December halfway through that week. I always find myself paying special attention to those readings especially the card that's drawn for the first day of the month. I feel, for me anyway, that it sets the tone for the month. So I felt that I might share some thoughts about that with you today because the 1st of December card was the world, which is a success card. It's usually the end of a cycle and the beginning of a new phase in your life where you completed something you've been working towards and now you're ready to plot out the next stage in your journey. So I think that's quite relevant to the season anyway because we're tying up loose ends ready for the new year and that kind of thing so I felt that that was pretty apt but it's also a very positive energy to have at the beginning of the month and the dominant energetic influence for next week is the page of cups which is another card I really like because for me it's very much centered around daydreaming but in a constructive way using daydreaming and exploring your imagination and creativity to enhance your spiritual path with new ideas 
trying out different things to see if that's what you're really looking for. You can do it all in your imagination and it allows you to consider things that you don't even think you would enjoy, but you, you have the license to explore them anyway. So I feel like using your imagination, literally brainstorming in your imagination, trying out different flavors of life and seeing what's going to work for you is an excellent way to plan what you want to do for the next 12 months. So I, I felt like that tied in quite well with the world for the season, for determining what we want to achieve in 2024 and also how we might approach it, any personal habits we want to adopt, any personal disciplines we want to adopt and that kind of thing. So I think this is going to be a very productive month for a lot of people, but also an opportunity to really sit down and think about where you want to go next. And as I mentioned, the current special offer that went live today and will be available for the next seven days is for the Light Sanctuary Activation course. This is a single attunement course that was channeled through the goddess Kuan Yin, who is a, an ascended master and a support for those pursuing their spiritual development but also she's a great support for those experiencing emotional pain and any kind of suffering. She's always there with sympathy. I, I imagine her really as a sort of kind grandmother sort of energy, although I don't imagine her as an old woman to be honest, but that kind of energy, somebody you can go to with a problem who's very grounded and isn't going to overreact that's Kuan Yin and she's very supportive so when somebody asked me in one of the recent live streams about how they might process their grief I had a few recommendations and I was inspired to talk about it a bit more because at this time of year people often do reflect more on the people that they've lost so even if you've not recently experienced a loss you've, you've not recently experienced a trauma at this time of year people do tend to think back on those experiences perhaps they're meeting up with family and it makes them more aware of the members of the family that are no longer with them or only with them in spirit more accurately and this time of year can be difficult in other ways I mean you've got the it gets dark earlier some people find that makes their moods lower makes them feel less motivated and less hopeful just feeling cold all of the time can make you feel quite stressed like the physical stress on your body from your temperature going up and down every time you go into an overheated room into an underheated outdoors your temperature is up and down it's a lot of stress to the system and that can make you feel a bit low and like your energy is off and then there's the added stresses of the seasons where oh my goodness I need to work out what I'm going to buy everybody for Christmas and you know I'm still nowhere near finishing my Christmas shopping or anything like that and you've, you've only got a week to go those sorts of stresses creep up on people at this time of year so there's just that there's a lot to deal with and 
So I think it's a good opportunity to talk about some of the energy healing systems, some of the techniques you might use to help you navigate difficult, stressful times where you're struggling to find enough time to sit down quietly, relax your body, relax your mind and bring your focus back to yourself, get yourself back out of your head and into your body. So that's what I'm talking about today. I've been reflecting on different things that I do and I hope these will be helpful suggestions for you as well. So yes, the first thing I was going to say is the light sanctuary activation is a powerful energy attunement and a good technique to work with for energy protection but also for any kind of deep emotional healing. If you're really, really feeling it and you need to create an energetic safe space somewhere that you can just relax and allow yourself to feel your feelings. The light sanctuary activation is intended to be used for that kind of thing but it can also be used just to help you feel a bit more grounded and secure like when you're going to bed or something it would be a good technique to use to help you leave the worries of the day behind to stop focusing on all the millions of things that you have to do and bring your attention back to yourself the light sanctuary activation would be a good way to get grounded at the end of the day it would also be a good way to start off a personal ritual to bring your attention back to yourself. If you imagine it like this, when you're thinking about a lot of things, you're actually investing them with energy. So if if your thoughts are getting too scattered, if you've got too many things on the go at once, it can really deplete your energy and you'll feel the effects of it if it goes on for too long. So using a technique like the light sanctuary activation can help you to moderate that stress and give yourself a bit of respite. I also feel that it would be helpful to use this technique with my new meditation. Now, it's a different energy quality and with the new meditation, because the beat has come out quite danceable and quite energized in a way, I will be releasing a pure mix of it for certain. So the pure mixes are like a dreamscape version where I take the beat out and it makes it a bit more ethereal and something that you can listen to in the background more. Very good for when you're winding down for sleep and very good if you want to just have it playing in the background while you're resting, reading and that kind of thing because it's not too intrusive. But I was going to recommend that you also listen to the one with the heavier beat because it would encourage you to get back into your body. Dance is a very grounding way of processing energy. If you think about what's actually happening, you're hearing the music and you're allowing it to be experienced in a physical way. You're switching off your mind. You're you're not analyzing it or anything like that. You're allowing the music to determine how your body moves and how you allow your body to move determines your experience of that music. I see it as a very magical process because you're translating the energy from one form into another and dance is for everybody. It doesn't have to look 
good. It only has to feel good and then you're doing it right. So if it doesn't feel good, then you're not doing it right. So try and find a way to move that does feel good. And don't be self-conscious about it. If you think about it when you're listening to it, that you're intending to allow your body to translate this energy so that you can ground the light codes that are included in the meditation, for example, then you're going to mindfully move. You're going to put some intention behind it. You're going to put some feeling behind it. And that will be a very healing experience. Now, it's naturally very grounding because you're really bringing your energy into your body but I think it can really help you to calm your mind because while you're dancing your energy is drawn back and you're no longer investing all of your problems (laughs) with more energy you're bringing it back to yourself so I think that would be a great way of grounding yourself and I think it would also be helpful for anyone who's experiencing grief or doing some kind of shadow work working through trauma and difficult experiences of the past trying to get some understanding trying to understand where you were coming from and where you want to go next noticing where things didn't happen the way they would happen now because you've changed it's a good way of bringing your attention back to yourself while you're integrating your experiences of the past because again you're bringing that energy back and consolidating it you're grounding it back into your actual reality rather than leaving things in the past still taking precedence sometimes over things in the present and the future which is not the ideal place to be so if you can create a space for yourself in the present where you can get grounded it becomes a lot easier for you to process those difficult experiences of the past and if you haven't tried dance I would definitely recommend it and another reason I'd recommend it is because I'm autistic and dance has always been one of my main stims which is a way that an autistic person moderates their well for me it's mostly moderating my sensory processing disorder which is a part of the way my autistic brain functions and it has a lot of perks but it does mean I have to be mindful of the way I navigate the world and certainly dance is a very important way for me to manage the stress that my senses can bring to my body like if the light's too bright if if it's too hot too cold and that kind of thing then I will need to spend more time doing grounding activities and I will have to plan my day so that those will always be included and dance is a big part of that and because of my temple work doing spells for people and that kind of thing there's a natural part of the day that lends itself to dance for me so I can always fit it in like as part of my work but as part of my routine as well it's always there something to fall back on and I think ballet in particular appeals to people that are neurodivergent it is a different kind of dance to other forms I mean if you think about it you tend to start off a dance session by doing bar exercises and that's often done very slowly sort of to wake you up wake your muscles up and get your energy flowing get your 
blood circulating and everything warm your muscles up so that you don't injure them and I've always found that completing a bar like a 20 minute set bar is a very meditative experience you're listening to the music moving your body slowly and mindfully and you get really caught up in it and I think maybe ballet might also be good for that because you're very much always focused on your form you're very much focused on your technique so it does become a bit of a a meditation but it doesn't have to be ballet I mean anything that you do you could make a meditation you could make a meditation of walking the dog and I, I do think any sort of physical activity that you can turn into a meditation is going to be very enriching because it's naturally grounding and it has health benefits as well so um, you can't really go wrong but I definitely recommend if you haven't tried dance as part of your spiritual practice now you've got several reasons to give it a go and the new meditation when it goes live return to Lemuria may be something that you want to move to and it will be already out by the time you see this video so you'll need to search the channel or check the music apps and I always release four mixes, so test them all and find out which one you like the best. I think that's everything I wanted to say about dance. Oh, I did have another thing to mention, and that was the center of stillness. It's a simple technique to use, so it's something you can take with you in your day-to-day life. The center of stillness is one that I work with a lot, and it's one that I always have in my back pocket just in case, because like I say, you can complete the technique anywhere. Once you're used to it, it's something you can easily do, like if you're at work and that sort of thing, you can easily do it with nobody even noticing so that could be another good option for working through difficult emotions or just dealing with a stressful time and one other point I would make is that my own meditation music is the music that I use to keep my mind calm and so when I'm mixing it I I instinctively know which sounds are going to be the most soothing, which are going to balance things out. Because I've used music that way for all of my life, I find myself doing that automatically when I'm mixing music. So you may find that some of my meditations are, are very soothing for your mind during a stressful period because they are intended to be, but I feel like But sometimes, in the summer, for example, when things are much worse, if it's too hot, it's not so easy to dance as much as I usually would. I might have to cut back on that at that time. And so working with things like the center of stillness or light sanctuary activation become more prominent during those times. But also listening to my meditations. I listen to my music to bring my mind back into balance. So if If it works for me, it might work for you, it might not, but it it might be worth trying it, especially if you're stressed at the moment. And I'm still working on the new meditation, Return to Lemuria. You probably can see that I've still got instruments sitting on the bed because I'll be doing some more work on it after I finish recording this video. But I also had a thought. Last week, I showed you the unnamed instrument that I can't remember the name of that I was using for the dragon energy meditation and uh, 
You could slightly hear it on this microphone, but this microphone really isn't geared up for that. And afterwards, after I'd edited the video, I thought, actually, the phone would have picked up the sound. I could have used the sound from the phone's recording for that bit. So I set myself a little note on there. I'm going to show you the uh, dragon teeth instrument. That's not what it really is. That's what I think. Did I say dragon teeth? I meant dragon scales. Now I'm afraid it's going to bite me. I'll just get it. Okay, here it is. Now it's wooden and it's makes a sort of clicking noise. If you do it really gently, it sounds sort of... Reminds me of a zip. If you were to pull up a zip, that kind of sound. I'm going to do it nearer to the phone so that hopefully you'll be able to hear it properly. And then if you do it slower. An interesting sound, isn't it? I love it. I'll probably be using it in the Return to Lemuria Light Codes meditation as well. So let's see, what else have I got to cover? By the way, talking about dance as a form of meditation, that was a question that was submitted by email. I don't think I said that. I think I just went straight into answering it. But thank you for all the people that have been submitting questions. I've got quite a list now. So keep the questions coming. I keep a note of them all and then I can bundle them together for other episodes. And the final question for today was another question submitted by email where the person asked, how do the attunements work for someone who has already been attuned and started their journey? And the answer to this question is, they work in exactly the same way. Um, process is exactly the same if you've been attuned to they, the, the person has just said that they have already been attuned but not they haven't indicated what they've been attuned to um, but like the most common question that comes in is some like somebody who's been attuned to Reiki 1 or Reiki level 2 and they want to be attuned to Reiki level 3 and I often get inquiries asking if they can take just Reiki 3 with me. I don't do that because there are variations in the symbols that are communicated and variations in the techniques that are taught by different teachers. I can't teach somebody level 3 if they haven't completed my courses because I can't vouch for the work that's already been done. So if somebody wants to be attuned to Reiki Master level through me, they would need to retake the first two levels in order for that to be completed to the extent that I could offer a certificate and a lineage for them. I can't do that if I haven't completed taught them the complete course. So the process of reattunement is exactly the same as receiving a, an attunement. There's no difference at all except that you don't need to wait as long between the attunements. You're going to integrate the energy a lot more easily than somebody who has no experience of working with subtle energies. So people that are experienced with energy work and are able to ground themselves fully much more quickly, they can take the attunements maybe a week or two apart 
rather than usually I would recommend people wait at least three weeks but see how you feel don't be in a hurry it's better to wait and integrate the experience integrate the knowledge work with the techniques of that level get familiar with the symbols and work with them in different ways so that you really understand them there does seem to be a a bit of a some people are in a bit of a hurry (laughs) to become a reiki master well you won't master anything if you're in a hurry i'm afraid you you have to put the work in still there isn't an easy fix (laughs) yeah there's no difference between if, if somebody's purchasing a course from me and they're going to be attuned to an energy healing system. It doesn't matter if they don't have any previous experience of doing that. I provide comprehensive instructions in the Book of Inspiration, which is my ebook, and that's provided with all of my courses. And that covers energy anatomy, it covers attunements, it covers the basics of energy healing and the history of energy healing as well, so that you have a grounding and an understanding of the subject before you even start working with the course. Attunements are set up using the Orb of Life method. Now this means that they're set up, I create an energy orb and I charge the orb with the attunement. And it's set up in such a way that it can only be activated by you following the instructions in the Book of Inspiration in order to receive the attunement. So it's a simple process. But it does mean that you can receive the attunement whenever you want, whenever you're ready and in any location that you prefer. You don't, you're not tied to a specific time, you don't need to make an appointment or anything like that. You're free to complete the process whenever you feel ready. And I have found that's very powerful for people. Being able to do these things when you feel ready, even if it's on the spur of the moment, not needing to rely on somebody else to be ready, not needing to rely on appointments and that kind of thing. It makes it a much more fluid experience and people tend to be more relaxed and enjoy the attunement experience better. You're much more likely to have a sense of the energy you're much more likely to feel the different vibrations and to be aware of the energy if you're properly relaxed and you're in a comfortable location and everything is unfolding organically rather than in a restricted regimented way you can go with the flow when you're receiving attunements from me and um, so yeah that works the same again for whether you've had any experience or not the process is the same and I wouldn't say that somebody who has experience of attunements would find it easier than somebody who has none because I do provide comprehensive instruction and I'm always there for students to contact if they have any questions so actually there are a few courses where you do need to be an Usui Reiki master before you can take them but that's because of the quality of the energy rather than that there's a, receiving the attunement would be a, a different process or anything it's exactly the same process it's just that some energies take longer to integrate some energies follow on from other systems like for example Kundalini Reiki is followed by Gold Reiki 
you can't be attuned to gold reiki unless you've already been attuned to kundalini reiki but any exceptions to the rule that anybody can take any course are clearly marked on my website and on the reiki energy healers course category menu you'll find there are courses like seven facets akeem and tibetan soul star reiki where you do need to be an usui reiki master to receive those attunements but it will say on there prerequisites usui reiki master but most of them will say prerequisites none so you can easily identify courses that you you need any experience to work with and i think that's everything that i wanted to cover today i hope this has been an interesting talk for you but if you feel that i've missed anything or if my discussion has inspired you with any new questions let me know in the comments if you enjoyed the video let me know and and even if it's just a small question don't be afraid to submit it because i'm like i say I, I want to add them together in little groups so that i can answer them together in future episodes it just makes it easier when i'm putting the video together and even when i'm thinking about it ahead of time it can help me to reflect on things that are going to be interesting and then bring in other questions that are going to expand on the same subject so do keep them coming it really helps so all that remains is for me to thank you for spending some time with me today i hope you're leaving this video suffused with good vibes and great ideas i hope you've had a good week and i hope you're about to have another one and i hope you'll be back here again next week for some more mystical musings with me but in the meantime i wish you peace prosperity and progress in all you do with blessings.